Welcome to the Dirt Reporter Podcast for the week of May 10th. I'm your host, Steve Suave, Derek Kessinger, joined by the editorial staff of Kevin Kobach, Robert Holman, and my boy, Kyle McFadden. And Kovac, you pretty much went boat racing this past week, at least for the you know Friday-Saturday portion. Unfortunately, that kind of sucked because Thursday night there at Mississippi Thunder you know, was a pretty damn good night, good racing there, a lot of drama, kind of uh, anticlimactic that we didn't get that show in, but they did get a nice reschedule there for Labor Day weekend. But uh, Brandon Shepard and Kate Diller got the Ws. But it was a pretty good, dramatic night for you. Unfortunately, it kind of ended uh, sour there for everybody up in the Dairyland State. Yeah, bummer to go all the way to Wisconsin uh, for everyone and uh, only get in one of the three nights. Uh, again, like you said, it was a very entertaining night. A lot of stuff happened. Uh, both 25-lap semi-features had some you know, uh, some storylines there. That first one um, had some uh, – almost had a hometown win, home track win for Jake Tim, his father, part owner of the racetrack. And, and Tim <laughs> led that race right until the last lap uh, when Brandon Shepard came up on him and he, he looked like he looked like he was going to hold him off. That, <coughs> excuse me. And then he tangled with a lap car over there and in, in turn three and that took him out. And man, he was, he was really down about after that. And uh, of course, Brandon Shepard was very happy. I, I talked to Brandon afterwards and you could just see, I mean, I think it was what 36 races. It took him to get a win this year. Uh, with his new team and uh, a new uh, a new chassis with Longhorn and and this was the second straight he had just won uh, at Red Red Hill uh, in Illinois on Sunday and so he stood and he, he stood there in that pit area afterwards I talked to him he goes man I am so damn happy I mean you could just see him like just bubbling with kind of enthusiasm you know um, I didn't go into much detail because I'm figuring, man, I think this is – I was saving some of the good stuff because I figured we'd be able to be talking – I'd be able to talk about him, write about him again, uh, maybe a bigger win over the weekend. But um, then, man, it just went to crap, <laughs> the whole weather forecast. And, like, I, when, I had <laughs> when I had left, it looked like uh, the, the weather for Wisconsin was better than the weather for the Lucas Oil races in Kentucky yeah. for Friday, Saturday. I mean, I'm looking at it like – there's a good chance that, uh, that that the Lucas races will have some more rain. And then it just totally flipped, man. It, on Thursday, it started looking worse for Friday. And then it just started pouring about 5 o'clock at the track. Um, and then it, you could see it, it wasn't going to – they had to cancel Friday. And it wasn't going to look much better on Saturday. And, and they also – I mean, there's some flooding issues around that area, like right near the Mississippi River. It's like so close to the Mississippi to the River. Yeah, you drive to the racetrack and you saw like how high the water was all over the place. Uh, it had covered some of the, the the roadways leading to the racetrack and, you know, the uh, earlier in the week. So uh, they probably didn't, you know, you didn't want to have to worry about that, like getting guys stuck there, too. And the pits got muddy and it just was miserable. It ended up being miserable on Saturday, too. And uh, again, that second feature, too, was also a good one. Brent Larson almost got another. I mean, that's another track that he's been a regular at. I mean, a, a frequented in his career and nearly got a win there. I mean, he, he led the first half of that until uh, tangling with Kate Dillard and Kate Dillard went on to win it. Uh, another and Bobby Pierce came on and get a little bit of a challenge there. You know, I thought he was, might have a shot at for for a few minutes, but for a few laps. Uh, Good, good show. It really got everybody pumped. I think everybody was really ready for the rest of the weekend. I know our boy Tyler Rinkin was. 
you know, right, right oh, there. Heartbreak I mean, boy Tyler Rinkin, that's his. I mean, he has his MTS sweatshirt. He had it on. He, and he wears pumped. every he day. Golf cart. Oh, God, he had that golf cart going with the lights. He was ready for the, his big weekend of the Why year. Why the ladies on it? Oh, yes, exactly. And then it just disintegrated for him. Feel sorry for Tyler having that. But, again, they do go back there Thursday and Friday of Labor Day weekend. 10 and 20,000 win. They added, Outlaws added a Deer Creek Speedway race on Saturday of Labor Day weekend for 20,000 wins. So, which that'll be pretty, that'll be a pretty cool little swing. Yeah, Kovac, I even texted you right when that came out. I'm like, that two weeks yep. for the Outlaws stretch, you got Davenport the week before, and then you got, you know, that great weekend with, uh, you know, MTS and Deer Creek. You can't ask for a better two weeks for if you're a racer, and those fans will probably come out in the groves. That's a, that's a pretty good deal by the Outlaws. Uh, Kyle McFadden, great Lucas Oil. They actually got some racing in. That was pretty exciting. We got three straight nights of racing, three different winners. What caught your eye just from those three nights? I think it was a pretty good, uh, solid weekend for the Lucas Oil guys. Got to see some, uh, got to see some speed from Hudson O'Neill with two runner-ups and a first-place finish. But seemed like you know everybody was very excited, and Rick Swally, I'm sure, was the happiest man in dirt late model racing this past weekend. Yeah, totally. It uh, felt like the first day of school again at Atomic on Thursday. Uh, registration papers were filing in to Rick Schwally and, uh, you know, had Max Blair and Boom Briggs, you know, joined the tour for the first time on Thursday. And Garrett Smith had told me that he had just turned in his rookie papers to pursue that rookie of the year chase. And, uh, you know, first race for them in 83 days, you know, dating back to February 10th at East Bay. And I did the math as to when, you know, just how long that the dirt track world championship, you know, when their last race was last year, last October to first race of the year at golden Isles, And it was 103 days. So uh, not quite the length of an all season, but it certainly was close. So, um, but as far as observations, you know, not much, has changed it seems you know Hudson O'Neill and Ricky Thornton Jr. being the two regulars on the Lucas Tour to win races this past weekend and then Mike Marler too you know he's been impressive um you know so far this year and uh I was quite shocked you know just like walking the atomic pits to see him there um but then looking at the weather and then seeing how everything obviously played out in Wisconsin you know this past weekend and then Marler being so close to Atomic and then Ponderosa and Florence. And he's got a new car, too, that he's putting together for uh, Illinois Speed Weeks this week. So, you know, factor in all of those and, you know, add Mike Marler's name there to the list. And um, But as far as, you know, my probably top observation is that, you know, it's just how top-heavy, you know, the Lucas Oil Series is right now. I, I think personally, uh, you know, I put it in my fast talk this week. Obviously, I think the Outlaws right now have the deeper roster of drivers, uh, but it's the Lucas Oil Series that has the most star power, so to speak, with, you know, Hudson O'Neill. He's not slowing down. Uh, Brandon Overton, you know, he's right in the mix as we expect it, even traveling to racetracks that are outside of normally – uh, his wheelhouse, obviously, he's, you know, so good. And, and then Davenport, too. Um, 
And then Ricky Thornton Jr., you know, he's continuing his career year. And then Tim McCready, I mean, he's kind of been lost in the shadows of those four so far. I mean, he only has four top fives through 13 series races. So I know he's won races earlier this year at Volusia, but as far as, you know, Lucas Oil series races, he hasn't really performed as well as maybe we'd, we'd hoped he would. And, and then, um, you know, there's a handful of guys after that too, that, that, that probably have a longer shot at cracking that top four, uh, in comparison to those five drivers that I just listed, but no, I think, uh, not much has changed. And, um, I was just watching that feature at atomic in the infield there on Thursday and, and just to, uh, it's always, um, you know, nice to have a guy like Tyler Carpenter, guys like Tyler Carpenter, who started fifth in that feature and, and, uh, ended up finishing, uh, outside the top 10, um, actually 14th. I'm just looking at it now. So, uh, but like what I'm saying is, is that, you know, just to watch all the star power and, and to watch the top guys in our sport go at it. Um, you know, Hudson O'Neill, Overton. Uh, Jonathan Davenport and Ricky Thornton Jr. were one, two, three, four at one point in that feature. And, uh, you know, it's as exciting as that gets, you know, for probably the, the, the four top drivers in our sport, you know, going head to head to head to head. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to finally get the Lucas Oil Series back going. It's nice to get, you know, all three races. We're still waiting now to to get, you know, just – like the outlaw races and, and or all of that law races and all of the Lucas Oil races in, in one weekend. I don't, I don't think that's happened yet this year where both have coincided on the same weekend and I've gotten all their races in, but you know, we're due and it's just nice to, uh, you know, have a lot of storylines to talk about and, and um, you know, have, have the busy season right around the corner. No, D. Suave did it early today. Muted early. Yeah, like God. twelve minutes. Stop in. making it to one more thing this week, Robert. Twelve, huh? 12 right. minutes in. No. You are muted already. Man, dude. he's. It's like I don't know who got like, the, who won the I'm bet this week. I'm trying to multitask here. I'm trying to multitask here. Do some other things. Uh, Robert, were you doing well, backflips? We finally got some. Got finally got some racing in. I know you were probably stoked about that. First of all, we deserve your full attention. Okay, so I'm looking up notes. Multi- I'm looking up notes, like multitasking, looking up notes, looking up notes. You don't have an you don't have an assistant. I thought you no, would I'm have a big an time like you. I, you have an assistant. I, you have your kids that always come to the races and help you out. I usually have my my daughter helps me out from time to time, but she is uh, she's not here. She's going back to college. Um, anyway, yeah, I uh, I was glad that we we finally, like Kyle said, got the the national tours going. So even though the World of Outlaws didn't run a full weekend, we at least saw people had to make a choice. You know, people right. had to decide, you know, I'm going here and I'm going there. And, and kind of so it kind of did uh, give us an idea of how those two tours will kind of uh, uh, kind of filter out as we get going. Um, I thought it was interesting after uh, Mississippi Thunder got rained out to see who scattered, who went where. Of course, you had to expect Bobby Pierce like to head towards Florence or whatever. And but then Ashton Winger and I think um, K 
Kay Dillard maybe went to Batesville. Uh, so it was kind of interesting to see uh, who stayed home, who went where, and, and where those guys kind of headed after uh, Mississippi Thunder did get rained out. Uh, I actually worked from home this weekend and was fortunate enough that I just took in some weekly shows. I went to Moulton uh, again with my car. I went to uh, Duck we River. Win? Oh, Jesus, no. Uh, we ran third ah. for the third week in a row at Moulton. Third week. Uh, they don't have three, a lot of baby. cars. Uh, yeah, they don't they don't have a ton of cars. But uh, on a positive note, we we finished ahead of a guy who who's been running in front of us for the last two weeks, and then uh, of course somebody else showed up and outran us. So whatever. Uh, and then we looked like a complete. Well, can I say it? We looked like a complete turd on Saturday at Duck River. Had a good field of sixteen limited late models at Duck River. So kudos to them for pulling some cars for eight hundred dollars to win. Wow. Um, so and we look terrible so anyway moving on from that uh back to the the nationals back to the important stuff here um it was good to to finally think about one thing that that we kind of overlooked during this 83 day lucas oil layoff even though we've had a ton of rainouts even though we've had a a just a disastrous spring in terms of missing these races because our off season is so short i think we've kind of over the last at least i have kind of grown accustomed to the last three or four years of having a really slow period right after speed weeks because it's that little lull after speed weeks of march has really turned into kind of a mini off season for us so i think I have grown accustomed to taking a, a slowdown right there. I think all of us kind of have as far as the travel goes, at least. But this year, it really stretched on into April. And that's uh, obviously the longest that that probably we can remember. Uh, so it, it did give us, there's no excuses for people to be tired in August now or September. They have had their break. They have had, they've had the off season that they normally would have that they weren't forced to race. If they didn't want to, their points racing wasn't going on. They could have gone out and uh, racing as a whole doesn't have an off season. You could race. We've raced nine times already, and we just we didn't start to April first or whatever. So you can go race somewhere, but these national touring guys, you know, they want to go make money. They want to go hit two or three races at a time. So you know the fuel costs aren't as high and that sort of thing. So for them, it's been a little bit different. So they have now had an extended off season kind of a second off season if you will kind of like kyle mentioned so there's no excuses come august for these guys to be tired for these guys to be burnt as you like to say derek uh they should be wide open and, and ready to go through the end in, into the fall so uh yeah i'm looking forward to this trade. it's hard to believe that uh today when this thing airs i guess it'll be may 10th so uh it's hard to believe that we're approaching the middle of may and we haven't gotten very many races in because trust me heading into the memorial day weekend in two weeks we're going to be slammed and we're going to be kind of wishing we had a little break for a few days but yeah it's about to get really busy and uh and so people uh, hopefully enjoyed the little break that we had so we can you know, get ready to really rock and roll here with some some good races. And, and you know, we're, we're about to starting. Is it Memorial Day weekend, I guess, that we have our first crown jewel? 
Uh, so we're about to, to about to head into crown jewel season, man. It's about to get amped up, guys. Yeah, it is. And after this past weekend, you're starting to see guys kind of separate themselves uh, in both series, I think. And you're going to kind of see who's going to have a good hot summer when crown jewel season comes up and there's racing every single night. I will remember that, uh, Robert. You can't be sleepy and tired in August because you had this nice long break as well. So just making sure. Yep, thumbs up. I like it. Really quick, Kovac, it's going to be kind of crazy, especially if they all five stay on the tour, that a guy like Brandon Overton, Tim McCready, Jonathan Davenport, Hudson O'Neill, Ricky Thornton Jr., one of those guys is not going to be in the final four at Eldora. If they – a lot of season left, but it's starting to shape up, thinking that, hey, Overton's might going to be running this thing now. He's got some tracks maybe that he won't be struggling at, but it's still big sexy. He's pretty good. So can you imagine a world where, like, the defending champion team act, like if it started today, he would not be – in the final four at Eldora, kind of crazy, tough series, like Kyle McFadden said. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be an interesting battle there for that top four, uh, you know, final four, whatever you want to call it, going into the Dirt Track World Championship. But um, th- those guys have really separated themselves. You see it already. I, I, they just those five are the guys that have the most consistency, the like the consistent strength. I, I feel like you know where they. They're, they're not going to go into like big lulls. I mean, a lull right now, Tim McCready's in a lull, but it isn't that much of a lull. It's not going to be like he's finishing 15th every race. You know, he, he still got a top five this weekend and, you know, and it was able to like at least salvage a weekend where he didn't just, um, you know, finish out of the top 10 all weekend or something like that. Um, so he'll be back, but you know, one of those guys, I, I don't see anybody else getting, breaking into that group now. I, I just don't. I, the only ones I, I could possibly see a Tyler Herb or a Devin Moran. I could see those guys potentially having the the ability to get hot enough and, and get consistent enough to do it. But right now, I mean, they haven't shown that consistency that those top five guys have, uh, which is going to make it, uh, I mean, uh, one heck of a battle just for that fourth spot. I mean, they really won't, you know, you're not worried about the, the leading the points as much as just being making sure you're in those points. They, I don't know how does it change their uh, strategies a little bit. I mean, as the season goes on, if there is like a battle for that three, four, five spot and somebody else separates and, you know, I'm, I mean, you'd like to be able to the to know you're in that top four, not have to go down to the end uh, those last few races before uh, before Eldora to, to to lock yourself in. Yeah, a lot of different strategies probably going to be taking place. A lot of racing still left to go. Plenty of Lucas Oil racing. A lot of guys can move up and down in a blink of an eye. So we'll just have to keep an eye on that. But it is kind of crazy that those five, maybe potentially six guys, going to be duking out for the rest of 2023. Well, guys, it's I think it's the third best week of the entire race year. Obviously, Prairie Dirt Classic Week's number one. Uh, the World 100 Week is two. And then, I mean, Illinois Speed Week this week. Tonight, Spoon River. Tomorrow, Lincoln. Friday, Farmer City. Saturday, uh, Fairbury Speedway. Four straight nights. Uh, great pain purses uh, at, in the late model state, de facto. Uh, but this was coming got me thinking also we have Appalachian mountain speed weeks. They're going to be starting up here in June. That's a uh, making a resurgence after a few years off. So kind of a little speed weeks, the summer nationals Kovac, Like we said last week, they're kind of doing five mini speed weeks. So you guys are going to put on your Sam Driggers. You guys are going to put on your Rick Schwally, Steve Francis hats, and you guys are going to promote your own speed week, five nights, 
every promoter's dream is just finding that perfect nights for a speed week. Uh, Kyle McFadden, we will start with you. What are your five nights looking like? Uh, why'd you pick these tracks? Obviously, travel has to be important here. We can't say like, hey, we're going to go race at, uh, you know, Silver Dollar Speedway in California. Then we're going to race it, you know, somewhere in Iowa the next night. We got to continue. Got to think about travel because that's what the charm of a mini week series is that, you know, less travel, obviously, for this weekend, Illinois Speed Weeks. I think the farthest travel is like 51 miles in between each racetrack. So we're going to keep that in a factor. So, Kyle McFadden, without further ado, we can call you Sam Driggers Jr. What is your uh, Speed Week looking like? Are you going to call it the uh, Darren McFadden Tour or what are you going to call it? I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't gotten that far yet. Um, but I got five racetracks that are within a seven hour total driving radius. Okay. So, um, or it's like seven hours total travel, like on the road. So, uh, I'm going to stick in Ohio. Um, I know Ohio is pretty, um, prevalent on the summer nationals tour, but there's a few tracks in here that I'd, I'd like to throw in and uh give them an opportunity to to host you know perhaps a uh a caliber event like a speed weeks and uh i've got atomic to kick my my speed weeks off on a wednesday night and then we're going to head up the road to muskegon and then wayne county uh and then attica on a saturday night and then you know hypothetically have Eldora, you know, as the finale. So um, Atomic would be a, uh, a great leadoff track, in my opinion, you know, to start off the speed weeks on a Wednesday night. It was a great crowd last week on a Thursday. Um, and so, you know, there's obviously no issues there with, with drawing a huge crowd, uh, midweek crowd at Atomic. And so, and then Muskegon too. I was there for the first time last year for um, their big event with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and had a great experience there. Another big crowd. And then there's there's two tracks here, like Wayne County and Attica. Wayne County's on the Summer Nationals tour, but Attica's not. And so it used Attica's to be. more used to be mm -hmm. and so but like attic has been more of a sprint car track here in recent years but great facility uh right in the hotbed or right in the vicinity of these four racetracks and so uh and then no better way to uh end and cap off this five week five week ohio speed weeks at uh the big e so um yes seven hours and 15 minutes of total travel between those five tracks. And so um, I would like to see an Ohio speed week. There is an Ohio speed week for the sprint cars. So, and then now, you know, like the Pennsylvania region being the only region, I guess, to have both late models and sprint cars have their own speed weeks. I think Ohio deserves both too. And so, um, yeah, I would like to see that happen at some point in time. Yeah, you're going to definitely have to get uh, dust goggles for that week, though. That dirt over there. Uh, it's great racing, but it gets really, really dusty. And I think every 
person in the the nation has been to like Eldora, has been to Atomic, to all those tracks. I like that too because you have like uh, good car counts weekly at Attica, so you would have like you know a good contingent like you would here in the lane of Lincoln of guys maybe like hey you know what we can decide to run this a little bit uh, Atomic very famous track. Uh, so you get some of those like, you know, Western PA guys like Chubb and boom, they might come out and run for a week cause they're starting at atomic. Uh, that's a pretty good one there. Cause sprint cars have one. Let's not, why not? Let's have the late models. So we'll see if they can get that going there. Cause I feel like Indiana is mostly open wheel, not much late models. You, it's a lot closer gap in Ohio with the, you know, the sprint cars and the late models being like pretty even where guys can go ever. And then you got to finish at Eldora. So pretty, uh, pretty good. No brainer there. Kyle McFadden. Uh, Robert, that's pretty solid. He went to Ohio Speed Week. Not bad. Kind of a kind of a thing that maybe we should get going over there in the Buckeye State. Yeah, that's uh, that's not bad. Uh, pretty good, uh, pretty good selection for sure. A lot of race, like you said, a lot of race cars in Ohio. So in, in that area, so that's uh, and a lot of good race cars at that. So that's uh, uh, definitely a, a key to to making a Speed Weeks go. All right, Robert. So you can have like Clay Hill, Clarksville. You can have a huge like Western uh, Volunteer State showcase, or what? Well, the, you know, living here in Tennessee, the easy, you know, the low hanging fruit, so to speak, uh, would be like uh, Tazewell, Four Eleven, Smoky Mountain, I seventy five, and like a Wartburg. You know, that's that's four hours travel total, one hundred and eighty miles total. That's easy. You stay in East Tennessee you know that's definitely late model heavy over there but no i'm not going that direction because that'd be too damn easy robert so, i have a if it was if it was like 1999 you could have done like paducah uh kentucky lake clarksville and then you could have like a 45 minute total travel for you that'd have been nice too if it was that would have been nice that would have been nice with that <laughs> might as well but yeah you might as well call that the the dirt car summer nationals so we've got to right. go a little All further right. south we got to go a well, little like further south got. to where these to where these things haven't really happened very much. Uh, so I'm going to go to some racetracks that uh, a couple nice facilities, a couple couple facilities that are average, but I think they're all really good tracks that race really well. Um, I'm going to start off on Tuesday night in Crossville, Tennessee, up on the plateau at Crossville Speedway. Uh, it's a, uh, you know, former NASCAR track built in the late eighties, had a lot, had a half a Tampa races and Ray Cook goes there a lot with his spring nationals and, and has been there with the, uh, the races before, uh, that track is one of the, the more historic, I guess, really tracks, uh, that, that we have in the state that hasn't been around for, you know, for 50 years or whatever. Uh, and it's a really nice facility. Uh, race is pretty decent most of the time, but the facility when it was first built, first class. So that's where I'm going to start off. Like we're going to start track. off of Crossville. It's a really, really good track. Uh, then we're going to swing down, kind of uh, work our way, snake our way through uh, through the mountain there, down the mountain, I guess. And we're going to head over to Sweetwater. On a Wednesday night, we're going to go to I-75 Speedway. Uh, I think it's... Uh, it's only 70 miles away from Crossville, so it's not a bad little drive there for one day. Uh, that's over, like I said, Sweetwater over near the interstate. We get over there. They've uh, reconfigured the track for a second time. Uh, the facility is is 
relatively nice. Of course, this used to be a monster track that they've sized down and, and then they've added a little bit to it now to make it a little more racy. The bleachers and, and the concrete seating and all still there. So it's great for fans and it races pretty well. Uh, that's Corey Hedgecock Andy neighborhood. Might see a fight on the backstretch. It's very possible you could see a, a, a scrum over there at I-75. depends on who shows up. You never know. Let's not get into that. Let's uh, for for legal purposes, we're not going to going to touch on that. Uh, but after I seventy five, we're gonna head we're gonna head west. We're gonna head west into Tennessee. We're not going east up into those tracks that everybody is familiar with. We're gonna head west to my home track, uh, one hundred sixty five miles away. It's be the longest drive of this speed weeks to Duck River. Uh, which is a, a very racy track when they want to have it that way. Uh, I would urge them to push the damn tractor tires back towards the infield to give us three lanes of late uh, of three lanes of good late model racing. Get those. Okay, soapbox. Sorry. Get the tractor tires off the racetrack. Anyway, Duck River when it's done right, great racetrack. The facility is is excellent. The pits are excellent. You know everything is, is a lot of improvements being made at Duck River. Uh, so, uh, so that's where we're going next home track for me, 30 minutes from home, kind of like the center of this speed week, so to speak. After that, we're going to head, we're going to change States, Derek. We're going to go down to North Alabama speedway in Tuscumbia, Alabama, uh, a track that has actually hosted a Lucas oil series race before has hosted a bunch of races back in the day, uh, sprint cars, late models, all kinds of stuff. Uh, a very, very racy track as well. The facility is not as good as the other three, probably, but it's still a good place. Uh, plenty of parking, uh, a good racetrack, and you should see a good show there. And it's uh, only a, 115 miles from Duck River, so you can get there in two hours. You're down there, so it's not a big, not a big drive down. And that's going to be on a Friday night. North Alabama used to be a Friday night track. And so we're going to get back to our roots. And we're going to go to North Alabama on Friday. After we leave North Alabama, we're going to change states again. And we're going to go to the old Columbus Speedway in Columbus, Mississippi. The Bull Ring. The one that Johnny Stokes made famous before he made Magnolia famous. We're going to go to, to Columbus Speedway, which is only 105 miles, I think, from North Alabama to Columbus. So another easy two-hour drive uh, and finish up in Mississippi right across the line there. So we've got Crossville, I-75, Duck River, North Alabama, and Columbus. Five straight nights of racing to give these guys in the South a taste of what it feels like to, to do that in the Midwest and, and up North and, and try to get them excited. And we're going to blow their minds and actually run heat races we're not going to start them straight up. We're, we're, we might even have a redraw in there somewhere uh, and really freak people out and give them all a, a really good show down here in the South and, and show them we're going to, you know, uh, track prep is going to be key. I'm stoked, man. Let's get this thing going. When are we starting? Who do we call to schedule? I don't know. How are you going to get those Mississippi guys to go up to the Kentucky to start off the speed week? If I get those well, we're not going guys. to get we're that, not going to Kentucky, so I don't I don't know or what we're talking Tennessee. about. We're going to we're Tennessee. going to Crossville because uh, we're going to pay them. I mean, we're going to have right, good like payouts, it. and they're going to get to race five nights in a row, you know, and they're going to get to finish in their own home state. So, and there aren't as many Mississippi racers as there used to be, 
but I think we can get three or four of them to come to come up. I'm going to call Neil Baggett personally. I'm going to say Neil, and I'm going to call the Rickmans personally. The whole Rickman clan. If I get the Rickmans to come up, that'll be a half of a starting field, won't it? Yes, that would be true. That's I like that speed week. You're thinking outside the box. Three great racing states, Robert. Uh, short drives for you in between while you're covering the series too. I could stay at home a couple of those nights. Ah, no doubt about that. Uh, that's pretty solid there. Uh, Kovac, you want to go? Then I'll go last. Or how do you want to do it? That's fine. I can go. You can you can bring up the the because you All have right, your you name already for yours. So you're. You, yours is like maybe the biggest one here because you've already named yours. So, <laughs> go go ahead, you're up. Well, I'm going off the beaten path a little bit of late model country. We're gonna go outside of late model country for this. It's uh, we're going upstate New York. It hasn't been too many late model races there in the last few years. We're gonna go in Tim McCready country, I guess. I used to go up oh. here a lot, you know, obviously. I mean, I, like I'd spend a whole summers up there from the late 80s to 2000s for going the big block modified races. And there's so many racetracks that are so close together that you could really have a good speed weeks without going far. You know, I mean, like just go down the right along the New York State Thruway, upstate New York. Just keep going from east to west and then well that's the way well that's the way i have it planned out that's the way we'll do it we'll start wednesday over at albany saratoga speedway in malta new york uh right above the you know capital of albany uh great racetrack i love this place i mean it's uh, promoted by lyle devore my buddy lyle who was a rpm promoter of the national promoter of the year uh back he was named that in uh, in february down in daytona so, uh, and he knows, I know he knows how to put a race, you know, uh, do a racetrack. He's come down and done Charlotte a, a couple of years ago. He was, uh, he did the track prep there. He's a veteran there of, uh, of track prep. He'd make a great racetrack for Albany. So let me maybe also point out here too. I also want to have the big blocks here. I want to do a little double header. This is going to be the double header speed weeks. Uh, hopefully sometime from June to August. Well, I, it, I mean, again, this is just, this is big. This is just conjecture. So who knows if I'm going to be able to get a Lucas oil or will of outlaws to, you know, put up five nights in a row, but I want one of those and preferably whatever one Tim McCready's running, because I want McCready here in New York to be racing. And I feel we can get guys from uh, Pennsylvania and, uh, you know, maybe even Ohio or something. Yeah, just enough. I want like 25 to 30 cars to make these good shows each night, good quick shows, maybe twin 30s or twin 35s with the big blocks. But I said, I start Wednesday at Albany, Saratoga. Thursday, we'll go down the, th the throughway, maybe about an hour and a half, I think it is, over to Utica Rome Speedway. You know, that's about uh, <clears throat> half an hour east of Syracuse. Another good racetrack, Brett Deo, the promoter there now, uh, always puts on good shows. They've had uh, Lucas Oil races in the past also. It's more like a decade since they have. Friday, well, probably my favorite racetrack of this group, of this five-night uh, five tour, uh, go to Brewerton Speedway, just above Syracuse, probably not even 40 minutes from Utica, Rome. Uh, the outlaw races that have been there in the past, they were awesome races. Third mile, the D-shaped dirt demon they call Brewerton. It's just a great little racetrack. I, I, I've always uh, seen good big block races there. The two, again, in, in the late model races were really competitive, really interesting, really fun to watch. Saturday, 
go up a little bit north of there, maybe another half an hour from uh, Brewerton. It's Fulton Speedway, which they've had some outlaw races in the past. Great big grandstand, sits in the bowl, high bank corners. Really could put on a good show for, for late models. Uh, and then Sunday, bring it all to close. Uh, you know, another <coughs> half hour from there, just a little bit west of Syracuse. Go to Weedsport Speedway, which is a really nice track now. They rebuilt that it whole is. place uh, over the last 10 years. Uh, Outlaws have been there before. Uh, you know, I, I think that that'd be a nice place to, to, to end it, you know, which, I mean, from Weedsport to Albany, Saratoga, if you do that in one stretch, I mean, that's not even, that's like two and a half hour drive. Uh, Three so hours and 36 five races. minutes total travel time. Three hours yeah, and 36 I mean, that, minutes. I put it that's in the way, That's the way it's always been. I've been to so many races in upstate New York where you didn't have to go far at all between them, uh, you know, for the Super Dirt Series swings. And then I, I'd stay up there and go on some weekly shows on the weekends. And there's so many tracks that are so close together. Uh, makes it really uh, makes it really uh, you know nice compact series as long as I can get like I just gotta you know just gotta pull in some about 25 30 guys I don't want I don't want 50 cars at my uh, at my speed weeks I want these to be nice quick shows and then with big blocks there I think it could make a real uh, you know real real uh, attractive kind of deal for fans to come watch them all week too. Can we call it the Fuller Big Coffee uh, Challenge where all those guys race against the nation's best? I'm only commenting if those two are racing late models. So, well, see, that's why the big blocks could be, you know, running with them. Two, you know, little double headers each night. I mean, we get some big block guys uh, each night, some different ones to get in some late models. Uh, uh, <coughs> Vic doesn't even race anymore, though, so I'm not sure. He hasn't well, been racing. He can put it's all about a late his, model. You, you get Kyle Coffee. The sun, he races now, right? <laughs> I know. I just wanted to go back to my glory days where Vic and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Fuller were racing. I mean, I can wish. That'd be a decent feel. I like that, though. The travel is uh, way, way down. Kyle McFadden's had uh, good travel as well. And then Robert Holman. Honestly, these have both been great. But you would win the award for just smallest travel. It's only three hours That's and 36 right. minutes. Those, like, last three nights, you're not traveling at all. Uh, well, I guess we'll go with mine. I actually have a name uh, called Robert has a question. Robert has a question. Yes, Robert. Yeah, I just wondered if Kovac gets to add like big blocks to his, can I get Kelly Carlton to come over and add his sport compacts like for five night, the sport compact series, those little cars, because <laughs> I need to make sure I make money with all these little races I go that we do. So I'd like to have like, you know, thousand dollars, fifteen hundred to win sport compact races with with mine as well. Those would be the only two divisions, which would also blow everyone's mind in the South. We'd only have two divisions, not nineteen. So I'm talking we're gonna we're gonna like really flip the script here in the South. But anyway, if he gets to add big blocks, I just want to add the sport compacts. I could get. I think we could get forty of those things down here. You could do that. Uh... Jonathan Clayton, our boy, he'd be there every single night. He'd probably he would race direct the whole thing because he loves sports compacts. Every time we had him on the Summer Nationals, his eyes just like just glowed up. He was ready to go, ready to check them out. But I think we can do that for you, Robert. We'll get the sports compact there. Do great two two uh, field or two uh, two division fields right there. So I like that. Thank you. Uh, Thank my you. last one is the Speed Week. We're calling it Derek Kessinger presents uh, the Bullring. Ring. 
bonanza, five nights of racing over three states, seven hours and 31 minutes of travel time. So the first night might be a little more traveling, but you know what? This is the bonanza. We can kind of do what we want here. Uh, we are going to start up in the Gopher State. We are going to Deer Creek Speedway to kick it off. Uh, I don't know. That track just has so much great racing. Their fans show up in the Grove, especially when the National Series come up. Uh, I think it would be just a perfect start to my Speed Week on a uh, Tuesday night there in Deer Creek Speedway. Uh, I don't know. That just has so much rich history in late model racing. Uh, I just love the people up there and also has pretty damn good racing as well. Then we're going to head to the Hawkeye State for two straight nights. On Wednesday, we're going to go to Marshalltown, Iowa, one of the raciest joints in America, IMCA country, uh, great facility for uh, great racing surface. Uh, Castro went there last year. Got to finally get my eyes in that place, and I mean, I that thing lived up to its expectation. Uh, so we're going to go to Marshalltown. And then we're going to head east to right on the river, one of the raciest tracks uh, here lately in the last you know two or three years. You can't really argue that. And we're going to go to Davenport Speedway there at the Mississippi Valley Fairgrounds there in Davenport, Iowa, at the Quad Cities. Uh, get that black dirt. We're going on the quarter mile. Get rid of, not even Derek's not even going to convince you to go on the half mile. We might just have cars and staging there. But this is the Bullring Bonanza, so we got to have – a nice little quarter-mile bull ring. But then we head to the land of Lincoln. Uh, we are going to Friday night, I mean, Farmer City Raceway, uh, one of the raciest tracks in Illinois. We had a photo finish last year there with Tyler Erb and Ricky Thornton Jr. Uh, you're in the heart and soul of late model country there in the land of Lincoln. So you're going to get the good car counts there. And you got to finish off in Illinois just so you can get those guys to go up north. If you start in Illinois, those guys might not end up in Deer Creek. So we're going to make them go travel and be back down to their home state of Illinois. Then obviously Saturday, the finale, we're going to Fairbury Speedway uh, to finish it off. Might have a 50-lapper, $75,000 to win. Just pennies there. Uh, just one of the raciest tracks in America, four-time race of the year champion, uh, my home track. We are going to Fairbury Speedway. Kyle, I might be a little bit of homer there, but those are my five nights. We got Deer Creek, Marshalltown, uh, Davenport, Farmer City, and Fairbury for the Bullring Bonanza. Derek Kessinger presents Bullring Bonanza. I think it's going to be smooth sailing, not much traveling. That first night you got a little travel there, but then it gets dialed in. It's going to be easy peasy. But there is my speed week, the Bullring Bonanza. What do you think, Kyle? I mean, it's not bad. Yeah, I think that's amazing. I mean, you have. I mean, I didn't, you know, when you say speed weeks, you know, you, you try to hit them or I think of a speed weeks as in, you know, all the tracks in one state, but to be able to reach three states and, um, you know, all those tracks that you mentioned, you know, Fairbury, Davenport, you know, in the same week and then Deer Creek and Farmer City. And then what was your fifth one again? It was Deer Marshalltown. Creek. Marshalltown, yeah, Marshalltown. Oh man, I've Marshalltown, but I've always wanted to. So, yeah, no, I mean that's a that that that's a stout five there. So, um, bull ring bonanza. Let's uh, let's uh, put that in Grigsby's ear and get that started for next year. Yes, uh, Robert, I like the black dirt, so I'm picking that one, no doubt. Well, isn't there already a speed weeks that has Farmer City and Fairbury in it? 
I mean, what are yeah, you doing? Yeah, it has man? a lot of speed weeks. It's got summer nationals. It's got. Uh, I mean, come on, come on. Well, I, I mean, expected you better. Got an, an American I expected more. Track. I expected more out of. I expected. I expected more from you. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two great tracks. I'm not. I'm not knocking the tracks. Two great tracks, except for that. You know, that one time. You remember that one time? That one time I came up there. To uh. Okay, we're not going to mention that. February. Okay, Shane I just Babble wondered if you. I just wondered if you remembered that one time. But anyway, uh, yeah, two great tracks. But uh, but yeah, I'm and I. That's where I'll be this weekend. That's where I'll be finishing up, and I'm looking forward to it. But come on, man, branch out, branch out. I had to go Duck Bible. River. Duck River never hosts. Duck River never hosts anything big anymore. So I had to throw Duck River in in there. I even threw some shade on them with the tractor tires on the on the track, but still. Uh, anyway, I'm just, I'm just busting your, you know, busting you up there, busting your chops, just busting your chops there, your buddy. Chops. Yeah. All right. Then busting your I was going to, I was going to do Kovacs headed Jim Fayette County on Friday, but you know, that's the true boring bonanza there, but how come you didn't pick any in Quebec, Kovac? That's your place. Uh, that'll be another one. Now I'm going to see how this first, uh, speed weeks, uh, goes, and then maybe we can expand into a. Uh, a Canadian speed week. So we can start up in Quebec and go Quebec, you know, Autodrome Drummond, Autodrome Granby, come on down to maybe uh, Cornwall Speedway in Ontario, Brockville <laughs> Speedway, we'll work our way all the way down into Merrittville Speedway in Oshweekin. Well, I could do a whole week in Ontario and Quebec, you know, so. Uh, oh, I know you could. It would be fun. We'll be calling it the, it would be we'll a be very the gentleman. We'll be calling it the Gentleman's Club Speed Week. That's all we got to say from that. Hey. So started going there when I was like 18 years old or something. So it was, it was like, it was like very, it was a very fun place to go at that point when you're that young. So just a kid from Jersey hanging out in the, <laughs> yeah, in the great North right. of Canada there. Uh, but Hey, all four of these speed weeks sound like a great time. I think that, you know, maybe one day we could promote this and have a, you know, a dandy of a week. Uh, one more thing. Let's go with Kyle McFadden. Lead us off with one more thing. Yeah, I'm going to give a shout-out. Mason Ziegler uh, picked up uh, the $8,700 payday on Friday night last week in the Billy Wynn Classic. Drove a brand-new rocket chassis um, to victory and had had a uh, brief stint there um, in Barry Wright's house car, and but uh, appears that he's got a – rocket chassis back in the stable and went in races with the tube and so uh saw that he picked up that big payday on friday at bedford over kyle lee and then uh craig satterley too so just wanted to give a shout out there to mason ziggler yeah that car was sweet too it's like one of those i don't even know how do you describe it what would you call that like we take the picture and it pops black yeah like reflective wrap so like looks all black yeah, you know, when you take a picture and lights, bam, yeah, it looks great. Yeah, yeah so yeah, really well, said, well, it doesn't look good. Photographers don't like that, though. The photographers don't like that <laughs> oh. reflective thing. He actually wrote that, like, I think when he had to put a picture of it uh, on Facebook uh, or, or Twitter, one of them uh, before the weekend, he said, sorry, sorry, photographers, you're not going to like me because it's uh, going to reflect. Uh, photographers always are complaining about that. But he noted that that was only a temporary, I guess, wrap. Tell Dan Hammer to calm down. So, Tell Dan oh, Hammer to calm guys. down. Oh, all the photographers guys. don't like that. They don't like the flashback. Uh, 
goodness. It's terrible. It is terrible. It's terrible. And the thing is, those are good photographers. Those, I'm just saying how bad that is. And those are good photographers that are complaining. Right. I'm a terrible, I'm a crappy photographer. So think about how it affects me. It is terrible. Get, that white Get rid balance, of the reflective. Man. It should be outlawed. Get rid of a reflective. Nonetheless, he got a big W from it, so he's one for one with it. I'm sure it's going to maybe stay for a couple more weeks. Uh, my one more thing is we're going to have a – I'm going to have to take Tyler back to spelling courses. Uh, his course, he had that famous tweet over the weekend where he uh, – Classic. Spelled rhyme with rhythm twice, not only once, but twice in all capital letters. Uh had some choice words. You can go look at Tyler Herb's uh, Twitter account of what he said to uh, series director Wick Squally after failing the droop rule. But I just wanted to say, co-host, we'll get you dialed in. We'll get you a spelling course over the summer because if you want to roast somebody, be sure to make sh- make sure you spell everything correctly because people are just going to roast you if you don't uh, use proper uh, English and proper spelling. Uh, I actually had that earlier this week. I wanted to say Farmer City – was one of the raciest like racetracks, but I put racist, so I had to delete it. People are saying, you know, Farmer City's the racist <laughs> track. So if, if you want to I didn't see uh, when did that happen? Well, <laughs> I wrote like four. Yeah, I said I, I people were roasted me. And I'm like, what are they talking about? And then I saw it. I'm like, wow. So me and Tyler oh have to God, go to. Oh my and Tyler God! Yes, have to go to Kevin Kovacs' course of spelling and uh, yes, you, know, you were getting AP, a dictionary. AP okay, writing. <laughs> AP writing. So. Oh my God! I did not uh, know that yeah. about that's a that's new yeah. news there about D Swab. I yes. didn't know that happened. So we're gonna go to your. I'm uh, very disappointed Tyler. in your spelling ability. But I was Derek. Oh, I wasn't man. roasting anybody, so it wasn't as bad. I was making a compliment that ended up trying to be a roast, which obviously I would never say that about Farmer City. But Turbo, if you're going to dog somebody, be sure to spell it right. We'll get you a collision course with Kevin Kovac uh, in AP writing. Uh, Robert Holman, you're up. Uh, Yes, sir. I was going to kind of, uh, as we get into summer, I was going to mention right now some news that we had uh, about the Dirt Car Summer Nationals uh, getting their uh, replacement for Ruben on the mic. Uh, It's uh, Chris Steppen. Uh, and so it's going to be a little bit different, um, a little bit more the same, but a little bit different for the Dirt Car Summer Nationals coming up. We won't see Jonathan Clayton like we've grown accustomed to. And now they New have, era. uh, since, uh, yes, very much so. And now that, uh, Ruben has moved on to the, the world of outlaws, uh, we have Chris Steppen, uh, stepping up. He's stepping up to the mic, uh, to the Dirt Car uh, world of outlaw. I'm mean, sorry, the dirt car summer national series to, to be their full-time announcer. So, uh, that news, I guess we got that news a few days ago. So congratulations to him. And I look forward to hearing, uh, hearing his voice on the, uh, over the PA system. Yeah, how about, yes, and Robert, yeah. how about stepping? He's going to have to like step off of the road. He travels more when he's not at the races lately. Have you seen his like travel itinerary? I mean, he, Every time I saw, he's 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 up in he's in Delaware at races and going to baseball games somewhere and basketball games like in another Dustin arena Jerry. and then he's on the yeah I mean he's on the West Coast right after that I'm like my gosh yeah Stepan gets around with his uh his travels that's for sure I think the summer nationals is going to restrict them somebody to, <laughs> probably so but now he's got somebody to fill for it you know yeah that's right yep exactly. 
Yes, just a great voice. Uh, was part of the Wild West Shootout, always up at Cedar Lake for the USA National Script stepping, getting the gig there. Kovac, end of an era. No more Hockaday. No more Jonathan Clayton. <sighs> Uh, no more D-Swab going all the races. But you know what? One man still remains there, Sam Draggers. He's still holding up strong there. Uh, what is your uh, one more thing to finish us off? Uh, one of the guys missing at Mississippi Thunder this past weekend uh, for the one race that got in was Johnny Scott, the uh, Rookie of the Year candidate. And he's planning to run for Rookie of the Year with the Outlaws. He had a some sort of infection just pop up on it, on his ankle. Uh in days leading up to the race and it got infected so bad that I mean, he had to, you know, go get some doctor's help on that. And he couldn't go to the race. He had to stay back um, uh, at kind of their home base in Kentucky, the team's home base there with right now uh, with Jason Durham as a uh, stormy, as his brother, stormy Scott Scrucci, but uh, stormy Scott was at um, Mississippi thunder. I, I kind of mentioned to him though, like you guys are twins, right? I mean, there aren't they twins. I mean, could, couldn't you like make yourself up and say you're Johnny to get him some points, which of course the points <laughs> didn't happen anyway, because, but I'm like, Stormy, couldn't you, couldn't, couldn't you say you're Johnny? But That's hilarious. I guess they're, they're not quite, Johnny does have that beard, you know, I'm like, man, and Stormy's like, nah, I, don't, I can't pass for him. They're not, they're not 100% identical there like that. So. I guess, but that that's a that's a cool concept though. When you got twins, when your brother when your brother's racing, you know maybe, maybe you could switch out there if somebody has a little problem or sometimes and say you're you're Johnny. It could have kept it quiet, right? Could have snuck in the car and just said, "Hey, I was Johnny." <laughs> hey, John Gill did that one time at a uh, Brownstown in the Hoosier Dirt Classic. He uh they said it was one guy and he ended up or the Terry England car. He uh, got in there, and then they all go back to the back of the pits, and it was actually uh, John Gill racing because he was coming off an injury that he had, you know, a couple months prior there. Uh, yeah, that's great. That would have been awesome. Uh, kind of a parent trap type thing where we got uh, Stormy <laughs> racing for Johnny to get those points. But unfortunately, we had rainouts there. But this week, starting tonight, Illinois Speed Week, Lucas Oil will be racing Friday and Saturday at Farmer City in February for their debut uh, should be a great show with the World of Outlaws off, especially with the guys like Dennis Herb Jr., Gordy Gundaker, Brandon Shepard, probably a few others that will race all four of those events. It's going to be a great weekend here in the lane of Lincoln for Illinois Speed Week. we got other races as well live on Flow Racing. We're going to have plenty of articles and coverage by these three beautiful, great riders in Robert Holman, Kyle McFadden, and Kevin Kovac. I'm Derek Kessinger. This is the Dirt Reporters. Thank you for watching.